Thank you for joining us in our study of the book of Genesis, entitled The Origin of Reason. As I was growing up, I never really did have a deep love and appreciation for science. It's not a subject that has intrigued me as has some subjects, but when you begin to study a particular subject, such as creation, you're forced to look at various aspects of science, and your interest becomes animated. Mine sure has. To me, science explains the how behind the why. And looking into the how God did certain things certainly helps understand the why. To understand the depth of thought, the complex issues that are presented, and the immeasurable detail, the extreme diversity, the foresight, the preparation that was made for the arrival of man is breathtaking. You stop and have to think and meditate on these things, and you begin to see the greatness of the God that we serve. Look around you and see all that he has done. And then we're going to stop and think of what one secular scientist has said. After having seen all the cosmos, the stars, and the moon, he had this to say, a man named Carl Sagan, in his book, Cosmos. We live on a hunk of rock and metal that circles a humdrum star that is one of 400 plus billion other stars that make up the Milky Way galaxy, which is one of billions of other galaxies which make up a universe, which may be one of many, perhaps an infinite number of other universes. Now that's well worth pondering. I once sent through a presentation given by a well-known Christian speaker and astronaut, James Irwin. He was sarcastically asked about his explorations in space. One young student stood up and said, did you manage to see God while you were out in space? Mr. Irwin responded very quickly and without hesitation. He said, sir, I was introduced to him prior to my leaving. I met him before I left the surface of the earth. But while out there, I did see all that he had done. It's amazing his wisdom and his ability. The young man sat down quietly and did not ask any more questions. Men study. Secular scientists look and search, but they never come to a knowledge of God in their searching. Another meets God and becomes intimately acquainted with him, and both are looking in the same place at the same things. Carl Sagan, who is incredibly intelligent, did not know how to recognize the hand of God. He never learned the why. James Irwin was a convinced Christian born of God. He understood the why. He didn't know all about the how. Men, left to their own devices, refuse to meet the God who wants to be known. This is the mystery of iniquity. Men, regardless of their intellectual capacity, tend to suppress the truth of God that is seen throughout nature and in all of creation and this plunges them deeper into a hopelessness and despair. Why am I here? God has displayed his ability and his handiwork, his intellect, his grace, all through creation. And I can assure you that he did it for one reason in particular. When my daughter was very young, she wanted her own bedroom. So, we moved her into her own bedroom, but prior to her getting her space, we painted the room and fixed it up with all sorts of frills and exciting things for little girls. I was preparing it for her to enjoy. We went in and, and hung cabinets and moved her bed and got a new bedspread and pillow and everything and did our best to make the room presentable and enjoyable for her. 
we did these things with a reason in mind. And this is what we can say about creation. God did these things with something in mind. More than just seeing and experiencing the joy and the beauty of what he's provided. God had other things in mind as well. Through this creation, he was making provision and sustenance. Things that would keep us and support us. God didn't waste one thing in his economy. Now here on day number five, we see how the seas became populated with living creatures. God said, let the water swarm with living things. And it was so. This is significant because here we have the first mentioning of a living thing. Something that moves and breathes on its own. These creatures are different from the vegetation. They breathe. The word used in Hebrew is nefesh, which means that which breathes. It's significant and it's important and must be noted. It eliminates the idea and the concept of evolution. A few days ago, I heard a man describe himself as a progressive Christian. He was a bit upset that mainstream Christianity seems to offer no room for his line of thinking. Being a progressive Christian, he explained, means that he accepts the idea offered by science and embraces progressive ideology. The Genesis account shuts out any allowance for this type of thinking. Christianity is restrictive. God created on day number five the living creatures found in the waters, which includes fresh water and salt water. The Lord God made them all. So biblical Christianity offers this man no space for his way of thinking. The Bible gives him no room to speak on God's behalf. He would be speaking falsehoods, ideas and concepts that were created in the mind of man and not given to us from God. God moves further and mentions the birds of the air. So the idea that somehow a fish evolved into a two-legged being and somehow sprouted wings and flew through the sky is strictly attributed to the mind and the imagination of a man. The Word of God does not allow any room for this type of thinking. None. Psalm 148 verse 7 says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea creatures and all deeps. And if you continue to read, you will discover that God created the great sea animals. He created all the many living things in the sea and every kind of bird that flies in the air. This dispels any allowance for man's mythological ideas and the scientific concepts that he has put forth. All species were created by God. And he saw that all he had created was good. And God blessed them. The evening came and the evening left and then the morning arrived and this was the fifth day. Let all living creatures praise God. And let us be absolutely amazed as we look into the origin of reason. I want to thank you very much for participating in this study, and I'm glad that you've joined us, and I hope that you continue as we continue through the study of Genesis to understand the origin of reason. Thank you very much.